0: Book one chapter twenty one of the mystical city of God, volume two by the venerable sister Mary of Jesus of Agreda. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Book one chapter twenty one Saint Elizabeth asks the Queen of Heaven to assist at her confinement and is enlightened concerning the birth of John. Already two months had passed since the coming of the Princess of Heaven into the house of holy Elizabeth and the discreet matron was even now filled with grief at the thought of the departure and of the absence of the mistress of the world she dreaded the loss of so great a blessing as her presence was and with reason since she knew that it could not come within the range of human merits in her holy humility she scrutinized her heart fearing lest any fault of hers might be the cause of the setting of this beautiful moon and of the sun of justice within the virginal womb Sometimes she wept and sighed in private, because she could find no means of prolonging their stay, which had shed much clear light of grace in her soul. She asked the Lord with many tears to inspire her cousin, the Most Holy Lady Mary, not to forsake her, at least, not to withdraw so soon her sweet company. She served her with great reverence and solicitude, and studied to oblige her it is no wonder that so saintly attentive and prudent a woman should ask for that which even the angels covet for in addition to the divine light which she had received from the holy ghost concerning the supreme dignity and sanctity of the virgin mother she had the personal experience of her most sweet intercourse and conversation and all this combined had ravished her heart so that without divine aid she could not have survived the parting after once having known and conversed with the blessed lady in order to find some consolation saint elizabeth resolved to open her heart to the heavenly lady who was however not ignorant of her sorrow and she said to her in great submission and humility cousin dear lady on account of the respect and consideration with which i am bound to serve thee I have not until now dared to speak of my desire and of the sorrow in my heart. Give me now the permission to relieve it by making them known. The Lord has condescended in his mercy to send thee hither in order that I might have unmerited blessing of conversing with thee and of knowing the mysteries which his divine providence has entrusted to thee, my mistress. Unworthy I am to praise him eternally for this favor. Daniel chapter 3, verse 53. Thou art the living temple of his glory, the Ark of the Testament, containing the manna, which is the food of the angels. Hebrews chapter 9 verse 4 Thou art the tablet of the true law, written in his own being. Psalm 77 verse 25 i appreciate in my lowliness how rich his majesty has made me that without my merit i should entertain in my own house the treasure of heaven and her whom he has chosen as his mother among all women i justly fear that i displease thee and the fruit of thy womb by my sins and that therefore thou wilt forsake thy slave withdrawing the great blessing which i now enjoy possibly, if it be thy pleasure, I might have the happiness of serving thee and remaining with thee all the rest of my life. If it is a hardship for thee to return to thy dwelling, it will be most convenient for thee to stay in my house. If thou wilt call thy holy spouse Joseph and live with him here as my masters, I will serve you with affectionate readiness of heart. Although I do not merit what I ask, I beseech thee not to despise my humble petition, since the Lord can surpass by his mercies all my merits and desires. The Most Holy Mary heard with sweetest complacency the petition of her cousin Elizabeth and answered her, My dearest friend of my soul, thy holy wishes are acceptable in the eyes of the Most High. I also thank thee from my heart but in all our undertakings and resolves, it is necessary that we conform to the divine will and entirely subject ourselves to it. Although this is the duty of all creatures, thou knowest that it is my duty before all others, since by the power of his arm he has raised me from the dust and in boundless love has looked upon me. Luke chapter 1 verse 53 All my words and movements must be guided by the divine will of my Lord and Son, and I must not desire anything except what is according to his pleasure. Let us present to his majesty thy desires, and whatever he in his goodness shall ordain, that let us execute. I must also obey my spouse Joseph, for without his order and consent I can neither decide upon my occupations, nor upon my dwelling place it is just my dearest that we obey our superiors saint elizabeth yielded to the persuasive words of the princess of heaven and answered with humble submission my lady i am ready to obey thy will and revere thy teaching i wish only once more to commend to thee my sincere affection and heartfelt devotion to thy service if my wishes cannot be fulfilled and are contrary to the will of god i desire at least if possible That thou, my queen, do not forsake me until my son shall come forth to the light, in order that just as within my womb he has adored and recognized his redeemer in thy own, so he may enjoy his divine presence and enlightenment before any other creature, and that he may receive thy blessing for the first advances in life. Proverbs chapter 16, verse 9. By the presence of him who is to direct his footsteps and do thou the mother of grace present him to the creator and obtain from his goodness the perseverance in that grace which he received at the sound of thy sweetest voice when it came to my unworthy ears let me behold my child in thy arms where the god who made and preserves heaven and earth is likewise to rest isaiah chapter forty two verse five let not thy maternal kindness be strained or diminished by my sins deny not this consolation to me, nor to my son this great happiness, which as a mother I ask, and unworthily desire for him. Most Holy Mary did not wish to refuse, and she promised to pray the Lord for the fulfillment of this request of her cousin, asking her at the same time to unite her prayers with hers in order to know his most holy will. Accordingly, the two mothers of the two most holy sons, born into the world, took themselves to the oratory of the heavenly princess, and presented their petitions to the Most High. Most pure Mary fell into an ecstasy, wherein she was enlightened anew, concerning the mysterious life and the dignity of the precursor, and concerning his work in preparing the hearts of men for the reception of their Redeemer and teacher, and she made known to Saint Elizabeth these sacraments in as far as it was proper. She was informed of the great sanctity of her saintly cousin also that she only had a short time while to live and that Zacharias would die before her. The kind mother lovingly besought the Lord to assist her at her death and to fulfill her wishes in regard to her son. In regard to the other fond desires, the most prudent virgin made no request, for in her heavenly wisdom she immediately saw that to live always in the house of her cousin was not advisable, nor according to the will of the Most High to these petitions his majesty answered my spouse and my dove it is my pleasure that thou assist and console my servant elizabeth at her childbirth which is to be very soon for there are only eight days left before that event after her son shall be circumcised thou shalt return to thy home with thy spouse joseph after his birth thou shalt offer to me my servant john in pleasing sacrifice and continue my beloved to pray to me for the salvation of souls. Saint Elizabeth united her prayers with those of the Queen of heaven and earth, beseeching the Lord to command his mother and spouse not to forsake her during her confinement. During this prayer, the Lord revealed to her that her confinement was close at hand, and informed her also of many other things for her relief and consolation in her anxiety. Most Holy Mary issued from her trance and having finished their prayer the two mothers conferred upon the nearness of the confinement of saint Elizabeth, as made known to them by the lord and anxious to make sure of her good fortune the holy matron asked our queen my lady pray tell me whether i shall have the happiness of thy assistance at my impending confinement her majesty answered my beloved cousin the most high has heard our prayers and deigned to command me to assist on that occasion this i will do not only remaining till then but also until the circumcision of thy child which will take place in fifteen days at this resolve of the most holy mary the joy of her cousin was renewed she acknowledged this great favor in humble thankfulness to the lord and to the holy queen thus rejoiced and enlivened by mutual conferences the holy matron began to prepare for the birth of her son and for the departure of her exalted cousin instruction given to me by the heavenly queen and lady mary my daughter whenever our desires arise from loving affection and are accompanied by a good intention the most high is not offended at our making them known as long as it is done with submission and resignation to the dispositions of his divine providence when the soul presents itself before the lord with such sentiments he looks upon it as a father and grants to it what is proper withholds what is improper or does not conduce to its true welfare. The desire of my cousin to remain with me all her life arose from a pious and praiseworthy zeal, but it was not in harmony with the plans of the Most High, by which he had already arranged the conduct, travels, and events of my life. Though the Lord denied her this request, he was not displeased, but granted her whatever would not hinder the decrees of his infinite wisdom and whatever would benefit her or her son John. On account of the love shown toward me by the mother and son, and on account of my intercession, the Almighty enriched them with many blessings and favors. For to ask him with upright intention and through my mediation, it is always the most efficacious means of moving his majesty i wish that thou offer up all thy petitions and prayers in the name of my most holy son and my own and be assured without doubt that they will be heard if they are joined with the upright intention of pleasing god look upon me with loving affection as thy mother thy refuge and thy help trust thyself to my devoted love and remember my dearest that my desire for thy greater good urges me to teach thee the means of obtaining great blessings and favors of divine grace at the most liberal hands of God. Do not make thyself unfit for them, nor hinder them by thy timidity. And if thou wishest to induce me to love thee as my much-beloved daughter, rouse thyself to a fulfillment of what I tell thee and manifest to thee. Toward this, direct thy careful efforts, resting satisfied only when thou hast labored hard to put my teachings into practice. End of chapter 21